Hi, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups. And today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence, and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey, you. How are you? I'm really glad that you're here. And you know, I really appreciate that all of you are showing up each week. You're sending me emails. You're sending me love notes on ratings and reviews and just reaching out and letting me know that you appreciate this work. So thank you. I really, um, I appreciate that you're reflecting back to me that this work is helpful. This week, I want to talk to you about something that I've been personally experiencing in hopes that it'll help all of you. It's how to get yourself out of a funk. And lately, things have been feeling really, really heavy. And yes, I'm a coach. I know it's my thoughts and I know it's my thinking. And the continued management of my mind is definitely helping. But sometimes we can't thought work our way out of something. It feels like it's cloying or like you're stuck in the elevator with someone who has on too much perfume and you're like, ugh. And to be clear, what I'm talking about in this funk is where I'm not talking about clinical depression. You know, for that, I do recommend that you work with a qualified, certified therapist. I'm talking about feeling down, you know, in a funk. Maybe you're sad, maybe you're anxious, maybe you're depressed, you're feeling a little listless. It's sort of a garden variety type of funk. And nothing looks appealing. You can't focus. You might be running the same fear based thoughts in your head over and over and over. And even though I've been doing this work for over 20 years, I still fall into funks. It's just high tide and low tide. Both happen twice a day. It's not a big deal. It can feel like a big deal. But getting used to the idea that we're going to have highs and we're going to have lows, I don't like it, but at least it helps my mind in the moment. And the beauty today is that I know that I'm when I'm in one, I can usually recognize it within a date or two. And I know that my actions now, I know the actions, that'll really help me get myself out of a funk. So if you had this brain type funk, then you know it's sometimes it can be really hard to show up and do your best work. It feels like a grind to go to work each day or to you know show up on video and to do your thing. And sometimes when you're clawing your way out of what feels like a mental crevasse, I get that you know that getting back to work and life is needed, but it's like, how do you get there? So when I'm feeling this way, I know that first, my central nervous system is probably in overdrive and I need to give it attention. And second, I know that I need to physically change my state, my my presence, my shift, what I'm looking at. I need to move. But first, let's unpack the central nervous system side of things. So when I'm in overwhelm, stopping and acknowledging that this is where I am and this is how I feel and knowing at some point it will shift and being nice to myself and not sort of burying it and being like, why am I feeling this way is what is so helpful. 
So researchers at NYU have found that daily variability, right? So physical location, um, anything that you can do, whether you're physically exercising or changing your location, is associated with increased positive effect in humans. And for most people, when you have like garden variety daily experiences and you're you're creating more and more variety, you generate a happier mindset. Author Amy Johnson is also a psychologist. She has a book out called Just a Thought, suggests that the idea of switching things up in your daily routine can really wake the brain up. And then you're you're in this place where your brain suddenly has to work a bit more because things you're not in that rut of evolutionary biology, right? Your brain says, that it wants to stay safe, it likes repeated things, it likes to save energy. But when you're mixing it up and taking on new sights and new sounds and in a new environment, yeah, it's still, your brain's still going to scan for potential threats to make sense of it all. Your brain's telling yourself a story of like what's going on. But when you change things up, your brain is forced to be a little bit more open and receptive and to start to think of things differently. And this in in of itself can absolutely affect your mood and your outlook. So if you're thinking thoughts that you didn't think yesterday, right, that's a new shift. And this is why something as simple as, you know, switching up the workstation you're at, if you can change your, if you're in a home office, if there's a way of changing that or the location in your home where you're working, if you're in a physical office, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I would often leave the floor that I worked on and go find another floor so that I could hide and think and just shift things up. That kind of shift can really bring you a burst of creativity. Um, You know, it it helps you clear your mind and bring a new perspective. And recently with this funk, I completely tore apart my office. If anyone's seen any of the photos that I put out or when I do reels or anything, you see that I have a horse. The horse is back in the barn. He is in a different area of my home and he is no longer in my office. I love my horse. Don't get me wrong, but I needed to shift things up and have something new. And the office is also getting a new shade of paint. So our brain is this incredibly efficient machine, and to be as efficient as possible, it likes to create habits of what it does. It's, it's again, your brain does three things. It seeks pleasure, food, procreation, avoids pain, which is discomfort or arguments with friends where, where it used to be running away from animals or fired. Now it's, it's you know, making sure that you're having a, a collaborative work environment. And then lastly, it wants to reserve and preserve energy. It wants to be efficient, right? Because the brain needs to keep working. And if it's tired all the time, it, it's not really being efficient. So when you feel like you're on autopilot, that's what this is happening. Our brain is staying in its comfort zone. And nudging its way out of that comfort zone can be a little bit nervous and scary for the brain, but that's what creates, you know, creativity, a new perspective and shifts your mood. So there are ways of getting out of the comfort zone or the funk and sometimes shifting that perspective and your state, as in your state of mind, can absolutely shake things up. State of mind is defined as the quality of one's consciousness and as it relates to the outside world, as well as the perception of your inner thoughts and emotions. State of mind includes things like your mood and also your mental state at a certain point of time. So when you're depressed or anxious um, or feeling critical or engaged um, inspired or determined. Those are examples of states of mind. And you can be in more than one state of mind at a time. You can be afraid and also 
uh, determined, right? You can be in two states of mind. So state is different than mood. Your mood is fleeting. If someone interrupts you in, in a meeting or you got cut off when you were about to present something or someone jumped in, right? You could feel annoyed or slighted or flustered, right? That's mood. You can also jump on social media and suddenly you're feeling depressed. So even when you go through the entire day, it's still just a bad mood. It's still mood. Your state is a higher level consciousness that you do have control over, but it takes practice. And it's remembering that you are the thinker, not the thought, and you get to control your mood, get out of the funk and change your day and ultimately change your life. So getting coached or going to therapy are some of the best choices if you need to help getting out of a funk. But if those are not available to you, or it's in this moment and you're like, I really need to shake things up, I'm going to share what I did after this last funk that really helped me. So one, I'm recording this during the summer, so my ideal is to get out and kayak and to paddle around a bit. And obviously that's not always available to me. I have a few playlists that can either soothe me or relax me, and they actually are titled like up music and celebration music and gratitude music and also calm and chill music, right? I have playlists that over time I just keep saving songs to. I may exercise, jump on the Peloton. I may do some speed walking. I also find that scent and aroma is really, really helpful. So I'm a clinical aromatherapist, and I formerly products regularly for my well-being. And here's why it works. When you inhale essential oils, it stimulates the olfactory system, which is the part of your brain, the amygdala and the hippocampus, that's connected to smell. And it includes also the nose and the brain. So molecules that enter the nose or mouth, they pass through the lungs, and from there, they go on to other parts of the body. But these molecules are plant-based chemicals that have healing properties. I mean, it's where we originally got our medicine and pharmaceutical drugs from, is from plants. So as a molecule reaches the brain, it affects the limbic system, which is linked to emotions, heart rate, breathing, blood pressure, memory, stress and hormonal balance. So in this way, essential oils can have a very subtle yet holistic effect on the body. So when you breathe in these molecules, research has found that you can you can shift your state, right? One, scent has memory. So if you smell something that's very pleasant, it can also bring up a different memory, which can actually shift your state. And two, if you're breathing in these you know, volatile molecules that are actually having an impact on your emotions, your heart rate, blood, et cetera, they help you shift physically, emotionally, and mentally, right? So I create an anti-anxiety formula for myself. And when clients ask for one of clary sage, geranium, uh, Roman chamomile, I also love frankincense and candlewood, uh, silver fir. Um, did I say candlewood? I meant to say sandalwood, <laughs> silver fir, cardamom, nard, um, and fennel. Some of those are my favorite scents to really just shift state. But before I learned how to formulate, I would just inhale right from the bottle. I mean, you can go to your local health food store. They can direct you for some essential oils that you can keep on your person. You can put them on a cotton ball. You can stick them in your pocket. You can, again, inhale right from the bottle. Any of those things. I mean, my desk during the day, 
I mean, I probably have about 2,000 bottles of essential oils. Again, I'm a formulator, but I keep them on my desk during the day, and I'm constantly just giving a little sniff, um, you know, change state, give energy, any of the things that I've already mentioned. Okay, so one of the other things that I find that works really well, so we have physical exercise, we have, um, you know, inhalation and scent, and one of the other things that really works well, it is a classic coaching tool um, called the life wheel. And if you picture a wagon wheel, like an old-fashioned wagon wheel with spokes, each section of the spokes is a different slice of your life that you find important. So whether you're thinking about areas like career, health, diet, community, family, friends, spirituality, relationships, hobbies, fun, recreation, uh, exercise, personal development, finance, all of those areas, you get to choose. You don't have to use all of them by any means. But what I've done in my own practice is I've looked at the sort of the life wheel and the different areas, the different components of your life. And then I thread that through the concept of like, well, how do I drive to my purpose in those areas? And then what's possible for me? So I've adopted that a bit for what I do in my coaching container. Um, and I find that looking at that life wheel and putting it through the lens of action can help me shift really quickly. So it's simple. I might look at one or two areas and then decide, well, what's the immediate or the acceptable goal? And then what's the ideal or future goal? And when I say future people, I'm not talking future, future. I'm talking like later this week or within the month. So for instance, in your career, you might say to yourself, all right, the immediate decision that I can do right now is to reach out to a mentor or a colleague for connection and thought leadership, right? So that's immediate. And you can also decide that an ideal goal would be, you know, later this month, I want to make sure I get to at least one in-person networking event. For exercise, you might decide that a few quick squats or sun salutations are acceptable for the immediate action to shift your state. Uh, jumping jacks also really work well. The the more movement of your arms, you know, increases the heart rate. So you're also shifting state. And you may also find that, you know what, I'm going to sign up for, uh, you know, a group strength training class later this week, or I'm going to do, you know, some cycling with friends, right? So again, something immediate and something later. Spirituality, you might find that um, getting centered, saying a prayer, having a mantra available to you is immediate and you can tap into that. Um, it's also another area where um, scent and spirituality have been so closely connected through the ages. Because if you think about when you're burning um, native or indigenous leaves or berries or twigs or plant-based material, right, it has smoke. And that smoke, um, many cultures believe, was the connection to divinity or some sort of higher power. So that also scent can play a role if you're thinking about shifting your state here in spirituality. You can also decide you're going to, you know, go to a local church, local temple, a meditation class, right? So there's the immediate thing you can do. And there's the thing that you can do a little bit later. Um, for diet, I mean, I know for myself that staying away from sugar and alcohol absolutely um, helps me stay focused and stay sound. So I might make those choices in the day. And then, you know, throughout the rest of the day, I might ask myself, like, what's the most loving choice I can make for my body, right? So I'm making an immediate choice and I'm making a longer term ideal choice. Relationships, again, call a friend, set up, you know, some sort of gathering or play date later in the week. You get the picture. We can have 
an opportunity to change state and create action. And I find that this is something that I can do right now. It shifts my state. It shifts the stage in which I'm mentally thinking about. And when I have a plan of action or a goal that I'm working towards, it also gets shifted out of a funk. Look, it's accretion, right? It's lots of little shifts that can eventually add up. And I'm still doing my thought work, but that physical movement really helps shake things up for the brain. And for me, honestly, the most important thing when I get into this state is not to judge myself. There is, there's the funk and then there's the judgment of the funk. And if I'm beating myself up and questioning, you know, why am I here? And I know better. And why did I do this to myself again? You know, or, or the other, you know, sort of spiritual bypassing of like, fake it till you make it, right? It just, that just doesn't work for me anymore. I need to really process what I'm feeling. I need to allow myself the the process in a safe way of feeling the grief or the sadness or the anxiety, and then also where possible change my state. So giving that attention to my central nervous system and finding, you know, some of the things I shared today really helped me get out of the last funk. But listen, it took me a couple of weeks and I do this for a living. So I know eventually that low tide is going to happen again and that's okay. I'll be in a funk, but I have tools and I know how to get myself out of it. And knowing that it's normal and that I can make this shift at any time really helps me when I go into it to understand that like, you know what, this is just where I am and it's a little bit intense or it may not be as intense this day, but I'm actually looking at it on day to day. So my friends, I would love to hear what you do to get out of your funk. I'm going to drop my email in the show notes so you can shoot me an email or definitely get me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I would love to hear from you because let's help each other. Okay. All right, my friends have a beautiful week and I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the career refresh podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon.